and welcome to Mostly Rational, a podcast in which we answer your questions, make jokes only we think are funny, and offer advice as rationally as we possibly can. I'm Tawny Sanchez. And I'm Asia Sanchez. And today, we have a lot of questions to go over, most of which are dream-related, which should be interesting. But before we get to that, maybe we should talk about our lives real quick. Life update time. Yeah, lots going on, <laughs> generally speaking, but also with us. So, for instance, Tawny got a new microphone, so you may notice that she sounds a lot better than I do. <laughs> so that's fun. Yep. Yep. And it's just going to stay that way for a while because Tawny is moving back to New York. Yep. So rude. I've only got nine days to go, and then I'm going to risk my life to COVID flying across the country back to New York because I just can't take it here anymore. <laughs> Tony felt like New York didn't have enough coronavirus cases, so she's gonna make sure to get one more. Yep. Yeah. Tony actually lives out in the country in New York, so it's not quite the city. Yeah. Um. the The main risk is just the flight home. Other than that, I plan on quarantining, quarantining for uh two weeks with my roommate as soon as I get back. Um, and then we'll just be you know, social distancing and such and living life pretty much the same as out here, but, you know, on the East Coast. Yep. We're all going to be so sad. We're going to, I'm going to miss fighting with Tawny. I'm going to miss asking her where my clothes went when they mysteriously <laughs> yeah. disappeared. I have not taken your clothes. I found my clothes in your closet because you I'm just decided. I'm going to miss the constant criticism that helps me grow as a person <laughs> yes well that's what i'm here for <laughs> how generous of you <laughs> to spend all that time uh yes i'm definitely going to miss you know trying to be alone in my little nook of the house and having asia come up and just sit and stare at me well if you included me in your rpgs i wouldn't have to bug you it's a limited amount of people, Asia. It's very exclusive. <laughs> Kick someone out! No. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess the only other thing that life has included is our very hectic diet plan for the whole family that I've kind of given up on. Um, yeah, so Tawny was like, hey, let's start this diet. And we were like, okay. And then they were like, Asia, you have to cook most of the food and do most of the work. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm and then, busy. And then Tawny was like, I, the person who has done the least work on this diet, am exhausted by this diet and I shall do it no longer. Here's the thing. I'm headed back to New York in about a week. And I am going to have a very crazy last week. I have so much packing, so much shipping, and I also have to, like, keep my work schedule and other things. So I'm like, I really don't have time to even eat as much as I'm supposed to on that diet and let alone, like, cook, cook several meals. So mm -hmm. that's why. I'm not, like, you know, eating a pile of donuts or whatever. I'm just... Mm, eating a brick of chocolate donuts. <laughs> i yeah she's not eating a pile of donuts she's eating the pound plus chocolate bar i bought for her okay yesterday. i've had the little <laughs> corner off of it so far and it's dark chocolate 
Anyway. Oh, <laughs> dark chocolate. It's slightly healthier. <laughs> anyway, this has been a long enough intro about our boring lives and diet. Shall we get to the questions? Yeah. yeah. Well, you didn't ask me about any of my personal updates. My personal update is that I'm growing a single onion in my garden, <laughs> and I haven't checked on it in a while, and it's probably dead. This is why I don't ask, Asia. Well, you know, it would be nice to be asked, even if I only have one onion son growing and dying. What's your onion son's name? Onion son. Oh my god. You couldn't even <laughs> come up with a name for your onion son? Well, it wouldn't be fair, because I named my kale son Kale. Yeah, but, but that's kind, kind of a cool, cool name. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, I guess we should get to our questions. A question. I'm just going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question, though. Okay. Our first question is from Kiri, <laughs> our sister. Do you remember a lot of your dreams? Who oh boy, do I. Um, Tawny, how about you go first? Because I got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I remember probably 25% of my dreams, I want to say. Um, I definitely remember certain dreams, you know, just forever. A lot of dreams I will remember for about 30 seconds after I wake up and then, or I start to wake up and then, nope, there it goes. And then other ones I, I don't recall at all, but it really depends on my sleep because sometimes I'll have nights where I'm just dreaming all night because I'm not really uh, sleeping very well and I, I will remember a lot of parts from those. And other times, if it's deeper sleep, don't remember anything. So pretty typical, I think. So I usually remember parts of my dreams. I usually am still kind of fading out of my dream when I wake up, which makes it really hard for me to wake up because I'm like in the middle of something and now this consciousness is interrupting my dream, which is very frustrating when my dream was stressful and I was about to resolve the situation, which is almost always. Sometimes I can't quite remember it, it fades away, but then it it comes back to me throughout the day when somebody says something or does something that triggers the memory. But I also dream pretty much every single night. I dream every single nap. I always dream, which makes me think I don't quite sleep properly because <laughs> it's extremely rare for me to not remember dreaming. But the main thing is that some of my dreams are so vivid that they stick with me for years. My f my earliest memory is a dream I had about a house that I lived in when I was until I was two. Um, but I don't remember that house except for in that dream, and I know it's accurate because of home movies I saw later. And uh, I I have dreams I remember from when I was a kid, like that I'll, that they're pretty much just as real as real memories to me. And to this day, I still have dreams that are so vivid that throughout the day, I'll be remembering that they didn't happen, or I'll be struggling to remember if that was a real thing that happened or if I dreamt it, because that's just how clear it is in my mind, which is a little um, unsettling sometimes. Yeah, I have that same issue, and I was just telling someone about that recently, where a lot of my dreams are absurd, and I know that they're not real, but I also get a good amount of dreams where... They are very realistic, and I'm like, I, I think of it as a memory, basically, until I really think, I don't know how to put this. You know how you have, like, memories kind of, like, in the back of your head, but then when you actually focus on a memory, you're like, wait a minute, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and sometimes I've had actual memories. Because that happens, I sometimes will think that my actual memories are the dreams and that my dreams are the actual memories. Yep. So it's in there. making life a little confusing. Um, I mean, I tend to figure it out eventually, but <laughs> it's, uh, sometimes takes a while. I just had total deja vu. Whoa. <laughs> Speaking of brain issues, yeah. um, I get deja vu really badly as well. It's why my username is so appropriate. So that's kind of a good segue into our next question, which is, what are your dreams like? I just had another weird one, but it was realistic in most of the details. I don't usually dream abstract or impossible things except flying. That's what our question asker added on to her question. So Tawny, what are your dreams like? That's really interesting that she has such realistic dreams. Just, I guess, personality-wise, because Mm -hmm. she is a sensor and, like, you know, sensors have a preference for the facts and and reality. And Yeah, I dream impossible things constantly. Yeah, (laughs) um, I think that there's definitely real real details and certain dreams are very realistic, but I think most of my dreams are definitely situations that cannot happen. I definitely do also have a lot of flying dreams, but I've had other superpower dreams. I've had, I think, a lot of dreams that involve alternate universes or, like, portals into other worlds. Yeah, those are my favorite. Um, Yeah, I actually really wanted to make a story out of one of, one of the dreams that I had. It was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so, things like that definitely occur pretty often, um, especially if I've been reading or watching a lot of sci-fi at the time. Uh, it kind of just leaks into my brain and then my I make up my own weird twists. So one thing I've noticed about my dreams lately is that it's not, it's, you know, it's my, it's dreams. So it's not very clear or organized, but I just get this sensation that there's vague continuity (laughs) between one dream and another because I think it's the dreams where I start to like become semi-conscious that I might be dreaming and then I remember dreams within my dreams like for example I sometimes dream that I can fly but it's not easy to fly I usually have to put some effort into it get a running jump flap my arms stuff like that before I remember how to do it and every time I have this thought process like because it feels so real that I think oh I thought that this was a dream before but it wasn't it was real I really do know how to do this and this is definitely real this time (laughs) I think that almost every time I have a dream I convince myself that I'm not dreaming I have definitely had all of those things happen before it's very disappointing when I wake up like and I I definitely have um, I've had a lot of continuous dreams. I also get recurring dreams. So when I'm about to do something that I'm excited and or stressed about, um, I usually for like a week ahead of time will get recurring dreams. Um, it always happened every year before school. I would get, every year it'd be different, but the whole week I would have the same dream every night and it would always involve school somehow and other things. Like I'll just, I'll have recurring dreams or dreams that continue over a period of like months 
I don't so. really get recurring dreams. That's a, that's like a common dream phenomenon that I don't really get. Like I've had some similar dreams, but not really recurring. Yeah, mine are almost the recurring ones are they're almost like identical. It's it's actually mm-hmm. I don't know how to it's like a choose your own adventure because <laughs> I'll pop up in the same place, the same setting, and then I'll do something in the first dream and then it'll go a certain way. But then next night pop up in the same place and I'll like take the first step and then it's like, oh, here's the situation again. I'm like, all right, well, let's try this this time because it's like I remember that this already happened. And so I'm like, well, let's do this instead. <laughs> let's fix it. Yeah. And then and that's another thing I know a lot of pe- people um, experience is half waking up, not like in the end of your dream, going back to sleep and fixing the dream. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's more like what I do most of the time. In fact, a lot of the times that I sleep in when I shouldn't, it's because that happened. Yeah. Because um, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am not satisfied with that ending. Um, Did not want to get kidnapped at the end. No, thanks. Yeah. Let's run away this time. <laughs> My first example and probably strongest example of what might be kind of a recurring dream was from when I was like three or four years old. There wasn't much to this dream. I just remember a visual of coming around a corner and it's like a swamp, like greens, lots of greens. And there's like a witch's house, like that kind of is by the swamp. And it was a couple years later, I think I dreamt the same exact visual, except it was all oranges and more like a desert, but everything else was exactly the same. And I just remember that so vividly from that young age. And I think it was just because it was weird that it repeated like that years later, mm-hmm. but with different colors. And then uh, in probably one of the weirdest situations I had was when I was in second grade. I was sick of not being able to see how my dreams ended. And so I was having this really complicated, vivid dream. And I had been training myself to remember, to go back to sleep without thinking about anything else if you wake up. And so I did that. I was in the middle of a dream. I was about to be told, like, the secret that I was trying to find out in the dream. And then I went right back to sleep. I ended up right where I was in my dream. The person I was talking to looked shocked, and they said, where did you go? (laughs) And I was like, oh, um, to a different world, to my world or something. Anyway, like, continue. And then he told me the the end of the murder mystery. So... (laughs) Um, <laughs> that was, that was like my first time experimenting with dreams. Interesting. So I'm going to ask you this. This is from Lance. Have you experienced a lucid dream? If so, how was it and what happened? So years ago, I was talking to somebody about lucid dreaming. They were doing it on purpose or trying to. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. But I wasn't that into it. Then later, <laughs> I had some health issues and I was on like a medication for it and it started to mess with me a little bit. So I stopped taking the medication and my sleep and my dreams got so messed up that I couldn't help but lucid dream. And it was terrible. (laughs) I think if you're not doing it on purpose, it's a very frightening experience because what it was was just that my brain was not remembering the correct order to fall asleep in like it was doing everything out of order I don't even know how to explain it but it it's very disorienting and it made me afraid to go to go to sleep for a while 
And so then later, and I started be get, getting healthier and uh, making sure my sleep was more regular just to like mitigate some of these issues I was having with disordered sleeping. Um, it would be it became much more rare for me to have these kind of things. But uh, one thing I did notice was that if if it was about to happen <laughs> where my brain was making me fall asleep in the wrong order, you know, so this is how you're supposed to fall asleep. You're supposed to lose consciousness and then your brain is supposed to basically paralyze your muscles so that you don't act out your dreams and hurt yourself. So people who sleepwalk are having a problem where they're not getting paralyzed. And I have like the opposite problem where I would get paralyzed before I fell asleep and I'd start dreaming before I fell asleep or I'd wake up, I would gain consciousness before I was supposed to, before my body was ready. And so it's just like a few disorienting moments like that. This is making me so like squirmy. I know it is squirmy. But what was a bummer about it is that I would usually dream that I was exactly where I was in real life and like in my bed. And everything would be exactly the same. So I would think I was awake. But then I couldn't quite move because my body was paralyzed because I was dreaming. So I'd force myself to move, which would make me wake up. But I would be surprised to wake up because I thought I was already awake. And then that would happen a couple times in a row. And then I'd be freaking out because I couldn't tell if I was awake or not. Asia, what you're describing is way beyond just lucid dreaming. That's like, you know, that's sleep paralysis and... I don't know, some other weird things happening there. Lucid dreaming is just being aware that you're dreaming, and sometimes people have control over it. When I was a kid, I remember being five years old and this happening to me. Like, I would wake up right where I was and think I was awake, and then my eyes would open again, and then my eyes would open again. And the reason I lump this in with lucid dreaming is that it's just like this different level of being aware. And then, so when I did realize what was happening, I did start being able to tell myself like, okay, you are about to dream and you're going to be aware that you're dreaming. And so I, it would work and I would be, I would fall asleep and I would dream and I would be aware of it, but I would always panic and wake myself up. Like I just didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes there's a different thing that's probably more common where you are dreaming and then in the dream you become aware that you're dreaming, which is less disorienting, but often it leads to you waking up. So it's just like this whole complicated thing that has to happen where you can be aware that you're dreaming and stay asleep. It's hard to do. And it's I don't have very much control in my loose in even when I become aware that I'm dreaming it just kind of becomes chaotic I'm just not good at controlling it so I definitely I didn't even realize how simple it was to be considered lucid dreaming but I definitely I mean we already talked about it I have had lucid dreams where I'm very aware that I'm dreaming and sometimes it's fast like towards the end of a dream um and at that point I I do have more control over it I don't know why um, but sometimes it's like throughout the night, every dream I have, everything, I don't have at least not much control, but I am aware that I'm dreaming. It's like I am conscious of both what's happening around me and also the fact that I'm dreaming. Um, it's a little bit more evenly split, like if I'm taking a nap. Like I will be hearing the noises around me still and like people talking if they are and like, I know I'm in my bed, but at the same time, like, I'm having 
like a movie run in my brain that I don't have control over. Well, I know a lot of people do it on purpose, but I think if it happens to you involuntarily and frequently that it is a symptom because just based on how it happens, it seems to me like a symptom of disordered sleep. Yeah. No, I definitely have irregular sleep and insomnia and uh, stress definitely will affect it as well. But I, in more recent times, have been experiencing a bit of what you were describing where uh, things kind of seem to happen out of order or like I, I feel myself like I feel like my body going to sleep before my brain and mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable and I like shake myself awake. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what it is. And I, I hate that. It's a horrible feeling um, because you just kind of feel like you're, I don't know how to put it. It's like you're mentally falling into a pit. Like, <laughs> well, when I say I was unhealthy at the time that it was the worst, it was, I was unhealthy in a lot of different ways. But the main thing was that I wasn't even trying to have a regular sleep schedule. I would stay up all night, you know, sleep in. Um, I didn't have a very healthy diet. And I think all of those things contributed to my brain just forgetting how to sleep. Yeah. And so it was just, it became really rough. I was starting to worry I was schizophrenic or something because that's what happens when you're sleep deprived, when you're not getting enough sleep, you're you start to deteriorate and your brain starts doing weird, playing weird tricks on you, mm -hmm. which is why it's important to watch your health, your diet, your sleep schedule and all those things because it takes a huge toll on your whole life. Yeah, I mean, that's why I've put so much effort into it lately and I feel like my sleep is only going to get harder as I get older, so I'm trying to... Uh, constantly force a regular schedule on myself mm -hmm. just because I want to be able to be healthy and have a healthier sleep schedule so I'm not because like I do get delusional pretty easily <laughs> um, and I don't mean just silly I mean like straight up delusional and when I've been sick I've had hallucinations um, mm -hmm. things like that so I know that my mind is I guess easily affected anyway it occurs to me that mom almost never remembers her dreams ever. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even think she dreams most of the time. And our dad, he dreams very vividly and always has. Like he also remembers a dream from when he was two. And, you know, mom's always, mom always says she's sleepy, but she seems to have a lot of energy to get things done. <laughs> and like, I think she's sleepy from doing things. Whereas like, I kind of think that dad and me and probably you a bit we might be tired because we're not sleeping right ever oh i know I'm, so much. i know i'm not sleeping right <laughs> and that's why i'm tired that's what's really frustrating is like oh yeah i can be in bed for like 10 hours but um i'm still exhausted because i'm not really sleeping yeah i think dad just passed a sleep disorder down to us <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not the only health issue he passed down to me well we kind of get that from all sides of the family <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a lot of his stomach problems. Oh. So... He just ignores those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So our next question from Lance is, how frequently does your daily life have an effect on your dreams? Oh, we probably should have read that before we went on and on. But, I mean, obviously a lot. Generally speaking, even if you do have crazy weird dreams like you and I do, there's always some kind of element for what's going on in your real life that has an impact 
Sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it's basically like I'm living my real life and then I wake up and I am mad because I just lived a boring day for no reason and now I have to go do it for real. Sometimes I'm mad because I had a good day. I used to hate when I would wake up for school, get dressed, be on my way to school, ugh, and then I'd wake up. (laughs) So stupid. Now I have to really wake up and get ready for school. (laughs) I go to school. I was like, that was the worst dream ever. (laughs) I don't think I had that particular dream, but I definitely, I mean, I had dreams where I went to school, but they were um, always traumatizing, like missing my clothes and hiding in a cubby. Um, I still dream that. You know, I just had a dream last night. I just remembered it, um, that two of my teeth were falling out. So, um, that's a I get that fun, dream. common one. I can't believe how often I dream about school. Still. <laughs> yeah. Even elementary school. It's ridiculous. I know. I'm 31 years old. <laughs> um, I think, though, that this question can go in a, it can apply to different things. Like, our daily life, as in... Are we stressed and is that affecting our dreams? But also, um, I remember having a dream one time where I was, I walked outside and I was smelling all the flowers and they smelled like butter and steak and corn. And (laughs) I woke up (laughs) and it was because I was having that dream because I had like eaten really fast and then like passed out. And then I just still had steak and butter and corn on my hands and like they're right by my face when I was sleeping and I just think that is also interesting (laughs) that like your brain will take these senses that you're getting and like put it in a different thing or in a yeah like like flowers one of the most disorienting things that happens sometimes is when I fall asleep in the daytime and people are having conversations around me and so I wake up And then I find out that the things they were talking about are sort of vaguely related to what was happening in my dream or conversation in my dream. And so that's when I really have trouble parsing like, wait, okay, what was real and what was dreamed? Because it's too similar. It's all very Alice in Wonderland where you have these characters in the beginning and then you see them just kind of morphed versions of themselves um, in this really trippy dream. And then... You know, <laughs> it is, you know, there's a drug out there. I don't want to say its name, but um, what I've read about it is that it is basically the hormone or substance or whatever that your brain produces when you're dreaming and people take it in a high concentration to have like these trippy, you know, drug trips. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to try it, but I can imagine that that is quite an experience considering what my dreams do all by themselves. And it makes me wonder, like, maybe my brain produces too much of that by itself. Yeah. Like, naturally. I I think a lot of people have crazier dreams than they even realize. It's just that they, a lot of people don't remember don't their remember dreams. Them. Like, and they don't even realize they are dreaming because they're... Do you ever, um, do you ever solve problems in your dreams? Oh, for sure. I've done programming in my dreams. Um, I, I learned how to braid my hair in my dreams. <laughs> I woke up like, Eureka. <laughs> I, I remember, um, I don't think I actually had the right solution, but I've definitely like been able to sleep on problems and, and like woken up with ideas for solutions. Um, but I remember one time in particular when I was in college for computer science and um, I had this really hard java class and i was really frustrated with the current assignment and i was working on it until up until i went to sleep and when i like was 
doing that thing where I was like half asleep. So I, I remember it and I remember working on it, but it was like I was going through the problem again in my head and working out and I was like, hey, maybe this will work. But I was like still, I was asleep for the most part. And then when I got mm. up in the morning, I was like, I remembered it. And so I went and I tried it out. I actually don't remember if it worked, but I do know that <laughs> I problem solve. It probably just still helped you lock in some of those skills into your longer term memory. Yeah, I mean, that's what's kind of interesting is they say you just, you know, language better when you start to dream in it. And like, does that apply to programming as well? Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. I remember that's happened to me with Spanish, Japanese. I'm not sure if it's happened to me with French yet, which is weird because I've gone farther in French than any other language. You know, this actually applies really well to our next question, so I'm going to ask it. Do you think deaf people hear in their dreams? I don't know how that applies. Well, I can... I It, <laughs> it applies to me because my... If I had to guess, because I haven't looked this up, I don't actually know. It's not something I've asked, asked before, but... Don't worry, I know. If I had to guess, I would say that if they became deaf later in life, then yes, possibly. If not, they're born deaf, then no. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Correctamundo. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. I mean, it yes. seems the same, like it would be the same for a blind person, but I don't really know. So the cutoff seems to be five to seven years old when you start forming memories that you will remember throughout life. If you have hearing or sight, up to between five and seven years old, you probably will be able to have vision and sound in your dreams, uh, at least to a certain extent. But what is interesting is that the older you get, the longer you're deaf or blind, the less people tend to report having those sensations in their dreams. So it seems to decline gradually as they get older. I mean, that would make and, sense. Yeah. And then if you don't, yeah, because they're forming more memories that have nothing to do with those sensations. If you don't have any of those sensations before five to seven, you probably will not have any vision or hearing in your dreams. Basically, like the older you were when you lost the sense, then the more clear those sensations will be in your dreams. Sometimes all people see is like vague shapes and colors because they don't have that clear memory of things. Oh, the other thing is that if you if they don't have those sensations or if they only have a little bit of that sensation in their dream, their other senses tend to be heightened. So like a deaf person's dreams will tend to focus much more on sight. And uh, I think a blind person's dream would, would focus much more on probably sound and touch. Interesting. So, yeah. So another thing was that people are like, okay, so what if you're, <laughs> what if you're blind and deaf? <laughs> <laughs> and... They have done some research into this a little bit. So basically, as far as I could tell, it's very different. So Helen Keller described it like she would dream that she was just in a black room and she felt only one thing, and that was fear. So every night she was just in blackness and felt only fear. And then the fear started to go down when she learned how to sign, to hand sign. And so it was more, she would feel other sensations, you know, the vibrations of, of motion and all that had more meaning to her. And the feeling, the emotions connected to it would be more soft and less fear. So, which makes sense when you think about it, because what else are you going to feel but fear if you have no idea what's going on mm -hmm. whatsoever? Yeah, that would be... 
<laughs> rough. Yeah. Um. <sighs> okay, so we just have a couple more questions. This last one is also from Lance. He asks, are you a fan of the MCU? If so, favorite film? So for those who don't know, the MCU is the Marvel Comics universe. And I think anyone who knows me well will know that I obviously just like Spider-Man. Um, and in general, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a fan of it. If you had asked me like a year ago, I would have been like, yeah, for sure. But the problem is that some of the movies and some of the heroes I'm like more into than others. And when you have the MCU, you're like, oh, I have to like take all of them seriously. <laughs> like you kind of don't want to, but it is an interesting story. But I don't know. Yeah. How do you feel? There are certain movies that I have not seen just because I didn't want to. Um, mm -hmm. But I definitely prefer Marvel Comics Universe to DC. Yeah, that's true. So I would say, yes, I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of every single thing that comes out of it. And I think I've always been on the same page of <laughs> being a fan of Spider-Man. I, I know that a lot of people hate the Tobey Maguire movies. I still like them. I like the newer ones. I just don't care. I really like the character of Spider-Man, even when they have destroyed all of the <laughs> actual story. So <laughs> I think the Tobey Maguire movies are underrated for what they were, which was a movie version of the campy comic Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And no, they're not all dark and gritty like superhero movies became. You're not supposed to take them 100% seriously, but I still think I think they're mostly good, except for three. So, <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say, emo Tobey Maguire walking down, making a fool of himself, walking down the street. Was ahead of its time? Uh, <laughs> was peak humor? <laughs> was not the kind of humor I would like to see in that movie. I'm not like I'm not against that type of humor cuz I actually do think it's funny in its own way, but for the rest of the movie it didn't make sense. Um well, okay, so I've seen this before though. I used to be very critical of that scene as well, but I have seen people point out and I did appreciate the point that you're not supposed to take him seriously in that scene that it's his weird nerdy idea of what is cool no, and that's why it's funny <laughs> i know that it's just it's almost like the it's like it it's uncomfortable though you know like when you see someone being just so dorky that you get a little cringy and you're like <laughs> well that's, that's that. that comes with the territory of a movie about a dork <laughs> yeah but it just didn't it didn't fit in with the rest of the humor in the movie to me um so anyway anyway but spider-man yeah Still has my little superhero heart. He's the only, he's the first superhero I ever really cared about. I mean, I watched so, that Superman TV show when I was a kid. That was kind of fun. I watched some of the cartoons. That was okay. But it's just like entertainment. But oh my goodness, when those Tobey Maguire movies came out. She lost her mind. I was obsessed. <laughs> I lost my mind. He was my screensaver forever. I had so many different screensavers. And <laughs> I was just like obsessed. <laughs> there are... And then I read about Tobey Maguire, realized that he was nothing like Spider-Man, so I was just going to have a crush on Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one more question that we're going to answer from Brandy, and I do believe it's something we discussed on a podcast kind of recently, but we're going to say it again 
at the conclusion. Who remembers? I don't. <laughs> you may have already been asked this, but what made you start a podcast? You know, it's actually possible that someone just asked me this personally and I didn't remember and then I was talking to Asia about it and I was like, oh yeah. So Asia, would you like to tell yeah. the story? Yeah, what happened is um, sometimes Tawny would come up to my room and we would like scroll through Myers-Briggs Pinterest posts especially the funny ones, and we would laugh and laugh, and then we would make our own MBTI jokes and laugh and laugh, and we would think, oh my goodness, we're so funny. We're not funny. People should listen to this. <laughs> so I was just saying that on a whim, and then Tawny was like, ha yeah, and it's so rare that Tawny is receptive or enthusiastic in any way to anything <laughs> I say that I just jumped on it. I was like, yes. And I immediately started, like, setting things up so we could have a podcast. and A podcast which is admittedly not nearly as um, funny, usually, as I had hoped. But sometimes, sometimes it's okay. We make a joke. This one's not a very funny one. This is more just like, here's how I dream. And everybody knows that everybody loves to hear about other people's dreams. So I see this being our most successful episode <laughs> yet. The other day, I came in the room and I told Asia my dream that I had and it was because it was like I don't even remember what it was now but it was quick and it was like I don't know 20 <laughs> seconds of me talking and then she told me her dream and she remembered every single little detail and she was talking for like five minutes that's not yeah true. <laughs> it just felt like it minutes. felt like an hour but it was like five minutes anyway I was almost at the end and she was like come on is this going to go because it was like not even a good dream it was just she just kept going on about the little random things and be like oh well, well it seemed more interesting in the dream <laughs> than you try and say it out loud and you're like it always oh. seems more interesting in the dream <laughs> this doesn't even make sense you know what I had a dream once that was so good and it will never I will never be able to communicate it to other people, which is such a bummer. Actually, I've had a few of these. The one I was thinking of was a total musical, rhyming, dance scenes, like the whole <laughs> shebang. And then I couldn't quite, the music just faded away when I woke up. I was like, great. I wrote a whole musical in my sleep. No one will ever know. What if we could record our dreams? I know. I know. I, that's the dream. <laughs> uh, I have had dreams that are so incredible and i remember them vividly but describing them just doesn't do any justice like i have one dream in particular i'm not going to try and describe it but i keep thinking like how am i going to express this dream in like some art form because it must be expressed and this was several years ago i had this dream and it just sticks with me wow i already spaced out even just i didn't even describe <laughs> it <laughs> it's awesome though Okay. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us. If you'd like to support Asia's dream of also having a good microphone, you can become a patron on patreon.com slash mostlyrational. For only $1 a month, you'll get access to bloopers and bonus content, and the perks only go up from there. We've also been thinking of adding some new perks, such as, like, stickers or pins or other merch, you know, because you want to wear our merch on your body. So, they do. let us switch... <laughs> So let us know what you'd like to see as a Patreon perk. To send in questions for the next episode, email us at mostlyrationalpod at gmail.com or visit us at mostlyrationalpodcast.com. Also, feel free to send in jokes, songs, stories, music, or anything you'd like. And if you want to leave us a voice message, you can call 1330 886 2823. 
See you next time. time.